Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. Hi, welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations podcast. I'm here with our CEO this week, Sally Healy. Welcome, Sally. Thank you, Pat. Now, we were very fortunate enough to have Channel 7 drop by our office only this week and they wanted to come in and have a chat with you, which was great, uh, feature you on the news and talk about uh, career pathways, mostly for school leavers and, and people in that age bracket. Now, unfortunately, to it being the news, they weren't able to put the full conversation on TV, which we expected, uh, but maybe just run us a little bit through what they were asking you and, what, and some of the subjects they wanted to talk about. Yes, well, it was really timely that they did come in, Pat, because Year 12, people leaving now, it can be a really stressful time for them. And so what I wanted to talk to the audience about today is how to alleviate some of that stress for our Year 12s and for the parents of those Year 12s. So they've got their OPs or nearly got their OPs or they've got an idea what they might be. And they're going, I can't get into uni. What am I going to do? My life's ruined. I can't do this. I can't be a lawyer because I haven't got the grades. The first thing I want to say is that you're going to have more than one career. We know that a 15-year-old is going to have about seven careers. We're in a huge transition in the workforce. We've got globalisation. We've got robots coming to do our jobs. Now, I don't say that for people to panic because all those new things will create jobs. But what I do say to the year 12s is slow down. You don't have to know in year 12 what you want to be. There are many pathways that you can take and the panic needs to be taken off you guys. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think back to when I was a school leaver, you know, early 2000s, so showing my age, but I knew for sure that I didn't want to go to university straight away. And, but also I wasn't uh, a practical person in relation to trade. So I wasn't going to be a tradie. So I was in this big quandary where I didn't know what I was doing over that summer. And it took me the whole summer from um, graduating year 12 to early the next year to work out. So I actually went and worked part time and then studied part time at TAFE. Now, everything I did then has nothing to do with my career now. And, I, and like you said, I've changed careers four or five times in that period in the last sort of 17, 18 years. So, for where I'm now, I'm very happy, but the decisions I made back then in the early 2000s really had no bearing on where I am at the moment. So I did feel a lot of stress and anxiety at that time because I was being asked to choose something and I really didn't know what that was or what I wanted it to be. Precisely, Pat, and I'm seeing Year 12s that are suffering anxiety and it really disturbs me, the pressure they feel to think that they have to choose a lifelong career right now. So what I say to these people, and I say it regularly, we know that the brain doesn't fully develop till 25 years of age. So how can a 17 or 18-year-old possibly choose a lifelong career, which, by the way, they don't exist anymore. No. So what I want to say to Year 12s is there are many pathways. Go and get a part-time job. I don't mind what it is because it's all experience. Work at McDonald's. Do some volunteer work. Go and do some short courses that 
are not necessarily academic courses, but life skills courses. Because we know 40% of our graduates out of uni are not getting jobs in the first year. That's a really high number, by the way. Like 40% is an extremely high number not to walk into an employment. And, and, and that's it, Pat. Sadly, we've been conditioned now to think that university is elite and that's the way to go. Now, look, if you're really set on being a lawyer or a doctor, sure, you have to go to that's, that's your That's really your only option. That's your pathway. Yeah. That's it. But I'll say two things to that. One, are you really sure that that's what you want to do or is it a seed that might have been put in your head by a teacher that said you'll make a great lawyer or by an auntie or uncle or by a family member that's been a lawyer or is it really what you want to do? How do you know that that's really what what you want to do. Have you been to see someone and had a session with a career development practitioner just to open up the conversation? So that's number one. Number two is if you really want to be a lawyer and you haven't got the scores, you can still get there. Go out talk to some lawyers, find out how they got there, find out the other pathways. We've got, you know, a world of vocational education training that you can do diplomas and use that as your entry into uni. Uh, I see that the uni are putting on bridging courses to try and lift OPs. I have concerns about that because, again, if... If the results weren't there at school, how is a four-week course suddenly going to give the person the aptitude to do that? And study takes discipline, and sometimes a young person just wants to breathe for a year. They've been at school for so many years. Having a year, a gap year, travelling, working part-time, living really gives more skills than we give credit for. I think it boils down a lot to what I hear you and our other career counsellors here talk about, and that is just following your passion. And how do you know what that passion is if you're just going and walking into a course which you think you have to do because you think it will get you to uh, a place where other people want you to get to? So, like, if, if you don't know what your passion is, it's it's on you to go out and find that. And you don't, you can't find that unless you go and get some, some experience, whether that be travel, whether it be different jobs, whether it be working in a, some, some industries which you had, had never considered. But just to think that you know everything at that young adolescent age is, is, is not true. No. Because you can't, because you no. haven't had enough world or, or lived experience. No. And, and like you said, your grades will be <clears throat> really good if you're studying something that you love. And I'm a classic example. I didn't like school. I didn't like biology and cutting up mice and all those sorts of things. But when I went back to uni at 45, studying what I wanted to study, I thrived. So you see, your career doesn't have to be made at the age of 18. It's a tender young age and it doesn't have to be decided at that age. Now, the vocational education side, tradesmen, they're earning a lot more money than some lawyers I know, I know and some doctors I know. Yes. Yet it's been somehow deemed in Australia as the second 
second-hand, second-rate type of study. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. I respect a lot of these tradies because there's a, uh, an overwhelming feeling out there that you become a tradie if your scores are quite bad, right? Or yes, if and yeah. it always has been. But these guys uh, and women, they, they often juggle all their own books, so they have to be across numbers. They have to do sales. They have to get involved in their own marketing. They have to do project management. They have to manage employees. Like, tradies, in my view, take on a whole lot more than just building or wiring something in or plumbing something. Like, these guys and girls are multi-talented. And uh, the stuff that they have to pick up along the way because they have to succeed is, is quite incredible. Yeah, and Pat, tradies get the technical skills and we see this over and over. People get the technical skills and suddenly start their own business. And running your own business is different to wiring a house with wires or hammering a hammer. And they... They learn on the job or they do short courses or they go and get someone to help them. This is my point. There are other ways to learn. Find a mentor. Shadow somebody. Like, and as you said, tradies have to do their books. They have to project manage. They have to get stuff. They weren't trained to do that, but they go out there and they find ways to learn that. And this is about your career being a journey. It's not a destination. It's not, it's, it's a fact that you don't get that degree and you're guaranteed a job for life. It doesn't exist anymore. No. And the, the people side of skills and the life experience and the talent stacking are the people that are succeeding. Oh, definitely. And, definitely. and the other thing, I, I refer, look back to the people I went to school with, the academics, the, the really clever people. And I look back at the ones that were what we call average students. And I can tell you, the average students with emotional intelligence and people skills have far surpassed the academics who might be working in a uni doing research, but the people that were at that average but mixed well and and got all those people skills, they're doing fabulously. So it's not just IQ. And this is where I come back to. I'm not saying don't go to uni, but I am saying please don't panic if you didn't get those results because there's still a world out there, a big wide world. The other thing, Sally, is you don't know what you don't know. And I take myself as an example. So I went and did my TAFE and then I was working and then I went and traveled the world for a couple of years and I came back and I was, I was doing some sales, sales roles in Sydney and the GFC came along and I was made redundant and I didn't know what to do. So I actually went back to university and, um, used my scores I had accredited and, and finished a business degree thinking that if I didn't have a degree post GFC that I was in no man's land, I was really worried. Uh, I've never used that degree because during that study, uh, social media became a whole lot more prevalent and digital marketing took off and that was my interest and that really piqued my passion. And I didn't know that until I was finishing this degree and I was watching social media and digital explode and I knew I really wanted to be in this industry. That business degree had no bearing whether I got a job and succeeded in, in that industry or not. So it turns out I've got the degree. I've never used it. I've never shown that piece of paper to anyone except for my parents. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> and um, I've had a, an amazingly um, fun uh, and, and seemingly successful career in digital marketing since and, and now obviously with CDC and, and I love it. And I just wonder that I went back to uni thinking if I didn't, I was, I was screwed. That's what I thought. 
and it had no bearing on the future because I didn't know what was coming. Digital, social, you know, in the future, we've got artificial intelligence, virtual reality, we've got cryptocurrency. All these things are coming which people don't know about yet. And it could be someone's passion and you could be stuck in a law or a doctor's degree or being an engineer and then something comes along and you go, that's me, that's what I want to do. But you've committed to five, six, seven years doing something and have to pay that back. And it's a, it's a huge cause of anxiety, I, I believe, in, in the people these days that paying back those university degrees when you don't know if it's your true passion, that's that's a big, um, well, a big burden well, to wear. And that, that really does break my heart for some people that I see that have got massive hex bills, massive, and they knew that they didn't like it from entry point, but it was expected of them from someone, somewhere. Yep. We we place so much pressure on this OP score. You've got to get a high OP. You've got to get a high OP. It's drilled into them. Do your best at school. Do your study by all means, but don't base your whole life around I must experiment, go out there, experiment, do some part-time jobs, like get out there, talk to people. Now, no disrespect to our uni lecturers, but I can guarantee none of them have had a business and this is what the world is coming to. People are going to work more under ABNs. We know that PAYG numbers tax file numbers have gone down and we know that ABNs have gone up in the last two years. That information is telling us that people are operating under their own banner. Now, if we don't start teaching the kids these skills of how to work for yourself, how to contract companies, because more and more and more that's what's required, yet we're teaching them the skills for the technician and not teaching them the skills that they're going to need. And I will go on and on and on about this. I've got a granddaughter that's 14. I'm not going to hound her into going into uni. She can have two or three or four years working part-time. As long as she's generating an income, giving back to society and being a good person, I know that she will find her passion as she grows and matures. And, and to do that, like we say, you have to experience different things. You have to talk to different people. You have to be in different positions in, in different parts of the country or the world. You can't just do one and have one bit of paper and think, well, that's me until I retire no, and I die can't. because those days uh, haven't haven't finished but they've, they've changed they significantly have, yeah. and, and it's rare now to, to see, um, I guess, Gen X – uh, probably the ones uh, next who will be in the long-term careers. But a lot of those, we, we get people in here of all ages changing yep. careers, you know, yeah. 30s, 40s, 50s. 60-year-olds. Sick of it, yep. been a project manager in construction the whole life and hate it. Um, we, we see everything. And and just think to the people finishing school that you're, you're, you're n- just wipe out this theory that you're going to be in the same job until you, you finish up because that, that's not going to happen. Your industry will change. And, and um, with technology coming on so quickly, who knows how it will change. Yeah. And look, to the parents out there, I feel for you. I really feel for you because unless you're in this and seeing what's happened, parents 
don't know. They're taking it from, well, all the other kids are going to uni. Well, the teachers said that he needs to get his OP up. Get your OP up. You know, the parents don't know what they don't know. And if you can become a coach to your kid, asking lots of open-ended questions, giving them different experiences, getting them to talk to your mates in different industries, the the reflection will start because they'll start to have some information as opposed to just the assumption, and it is an assumption, I have to go to uni. It's an assumption of the way of the Australian culture. Now, you see those young entrepreneurs coming out, not doing uni, and getting out there, getting amongst it, talking to people, educating themselves in different things like you with social media. As you said, you've never used your business degree. You've used all your social media learning and you're very successful out of it. You were, you only found that out through experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in a position where the, the world was changing and digital was taking off and it piqued my interest. And I was stuck in finishing this degree and my brain was elsewhere. I was thinking, I want to be a part of that industry. And as soon as I finished that degree, I applied for jobs, had nothing to do with that bit of paper. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to get into digital as quick as I can. So I started at the bottom with a really big organization and worked my way up. And now I own a business, as you know. And I just think that degree is nice to have. I don't think I'll ever use it. You know, I paid it back relatively quickly. Um, but. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't well, it's say so it was, generic, Pat. It a wasn't a waste. Degree, yeah. to agree, is so generic. But my brain at the time was thinking, without that, I'm going to be stuck in this world where I can't progress. But you were programmed to think that. I because was. That society programs it, and it's not true. And now looking back, I can see that uh, why I thought that. I can see why I thought it. But now, in, in retrospect, I can see why that wasn't essential for me at the time. I really just need to get out and follow my passion, yeah. which, I, which I did eventually. Yeah. And one of the big things that concerns me, like we saw a couple of weeks ago, a university student commit suicide because they couldn't keep up with the work. So what I'm saying to everyone out there is, We don't know what's going in their mind unless we keep the conversation active. And if kids say to you, I'm not ready to go to uni, then take take it and help them explore other ways because the last thing we want to see is lives taken because of the pressure applied because they think they're going to be a nothing if they don't get that piece of paper. Well, the the thing is like, you you know, you're working life is going to be 40, 50, um, 60 years. So just because you don't have something in the first couple of years after you leave school, that doesn't determine where you're going to be no. uh, throughout your career. But unfortunately, young people don't know that. No. And you know, made a very valid point a moment ago. You started at the bottom. Yep. Don't be afraid to start at the bottom. Don't be afraid to be the very lowest paid person in that business because you don't know where that's going to take you. You don't know that yet the, the CEO is not going to notice you and go, gosh, that person is diligent. Let's have a talk to him. It doesn't matter what job you're doing. It, if we can let go of this thing that we have to prove to people that we're successful so early, if we can let that go, go and clean the offices yeah. because I can assure you in my career I've done jobs that I didn't really want to do but they fitted with my life at the time, at the time. and the experience I had 
out of those jobs have all added to where I am today. So the other thing I'd say, Sally, is is we money money doesn't equal happiness, no. and we we get people in here on. Uh, from the outside looking in on extremely good roles with amazing salary packages and you think, wow, you, you must live a good life. You've got, you know, a seemingly good role in a great organization. You're getting paid really well, but they hate it. Yep. They absolutely despise their job, their, their anxiety, they're stressed. They're then more often than not in, in a, a form of depression. And you just think, well, the job, the, the money isn't everything. You've got to actually want to do that job. It's got to, when you wake up, you've got to want to walk out that door mm. and be happy when you get to work. Otherwise, what, what's it for? I mean, mm. if you've got a ton of money, but you, um, you know, you're really down and depressed and you can't interact with your family, can't live a good life. Um, you know, your, your physical well-being deteriorates. What, what's it for? So well, I guess it's not until people reach that stage that the ha-ha moment comes that, Money's not everything. I don't want to live like this. And that's when you can just pull up stumps and, and re, um, plan your whole career. But unfortunately, people have to get to that stage before they go, money's not everything. And we know Australia, it tends to be a materialistic country. I mean, I just got back from Bali and I look at them. They've got nothing and they laugh. Yeah. And they're kind they're and they're happy. Yeah. And so unfortunately in Australia, we have become materialistic and we do, we, we know that the education system is applying pressure on what results you get in year 12. You know what? I'm here to say, if you didn't get those results, please don't panic. Talk to people. And pave out another pathway because you have got 50 or 60 years in the workplace. So, And I think back on that point, studies will show that some of the happiest uh, nations in the world are the poorest. So, um, you They know, have no expectations of having the beautiful car and the big home exactly. and the, the endless money to spend. They don't have those expectations. They've never seen it. So their programming is completely different to us. Now, I saw a, a young lawyer as a client a couple of years ago, came into me beside himself. He'd been conditioned to take over his dad's business. No disrespect meant to dad whatsoever. Of course he'd love his son to take over his own business, but he did it to make dad happy. Yeah. Did his law degree. He absolutely loathed being in conflict. It was completely against his set of values. So he down tools, he went and did, he had a little coffee hub, he came and did a diploma of counselling, he ended up in social work. Yeah, great. See the big difference? Yeah. Law is like on the the edge of constant conflict, social work is on the helping side. Mm. From day one, he was in the wrong place. He thrived in his social work and still is thriving in his social work. So that's an example of not knowing what you want to do, of thinking about who's advising me. Is it a teacher? Is it an auntie? Is it a friend? And, and, and we also know that often friends are telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. Through this process, it's really good to be challenged because often friends will go, yes, you'd make a great whatever it is. Yeah. Whereas someone that's objective and is not got any 
any interest other than to help will challenge you. Well, what is it about law that you want to be? Well, let's have a look at it the day in the life of a lawyer. Well, have you been out to speak to a lawyer? Have you found out what they do? How does that fit with you? When you ask these questions, you see the light bulb go yeah. on and suddenly they go, mm, I'm yeah. not sure. And not sure is better than doing a four or five year degree and being miserable. So do you think a lot of people uh, take courses or, or university or, or certain things on because they feel like other people want them to be, Absolutely. Uh, perceive them to be, be heading in that direction? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, and it must cause a lot, cause a lot of internal conflict with, with that, whoever's doing that because if, if you're doing a course because you, your family or your peers expect you to be there, then that must cause a huge amount of internal conflict. And it, and it causes family con- yeah. conflict and it doesn't need to because in 10 years' time, your child is bound to be doing something different than that degree they got. So it, it causes, I've seen it cause family conflict galore, but it doesn't need to. No. We, we need to breathe. We need to stop putting an expectation on kids that you are your career that's all about your who you are but also linking it to their self-esteem if you don't do that well ordinary people do that well our family have always done this like and especially your people pleasers and your sensitive people they're going to do it to please everyone else at their own expense. Yeah. And that, that's where I see so much conflict and so much heartache. And I want to say to all the teachers, to all the parents, let's breathe. Let's back off. Let's start teaching these kids some EQ mm. as opposed to IQ because we're, we're basing everything on these school results. And I just, I want to see this changed. So. Let's let's give some tips to to current school leavers because we're at a time of the year when yes you know schoolies is nearly amongst us. People are going to be finishing up, having their fun, and then you know it's on. You know the job hunts on, or or maybe they're looking for a course or undertake university or a trade. So, uh, have you got maybe a couple of tips for yeah, for sure. current school leavers? If you didn't get a great OP, I don't want you to stress. I want you to. Go and get a volunteer job. Go and get a part-time job. Experience life for six months. Then revisit it. Do not ruin your Christmas because your OP score wasn't up. So if you don't, come and see us. Come and see us. Like if you didn't get that score, it is not the end of your world. Know that for first. Secondly, if you really are sure that you wanted to be a lawyer and you didn't get that OP, look into pathways. There are other pathways that you can go. So look into vocational education. Look into the bridging courses. Number three, if you just don't know what you want to be when you grow up, you're in the majority. You're not on your own. So if you don't know what you want to be, don't stress about it. And Go out there and get some life skills. Like I come back to the fact that the people I went to school with 
it's not the ones that got the high scores that are necessarily successful. So if you're a fun character, you mucked up a bit at school, were you just like me and Pat? Yeah. So, so you did. You've lived, lived that. It's, but it's not, it's not going to shape your future. Absolutely. If not. you've got fun, people loving skills, you're going to be employable. So my tip is don't rush to make a decision. Certainly, if you need to earn money, then you go and do something to earn money. But don't let this one point in time shape your future or ruin your next six months. Take the time out to breathe because I promise you it will come and it will change and your career is a journey, not a destination. And I know that you will be great when you find what it is that you want to do and I wish you all luck. Couldn't agree more, Sally. That's some really, really good advice. And, and for any school leavers or parents of school leavers listening, please just play that back and have a, have another listen to that because, uh, putting pressure on your kids or being a, a school leaver who's under pressure to decide, just take a breath, go and get some experience, try a few different things, uh, because the, the next few months aren't going to determine your whole life. Perfect. So, yeah. So, well, we hope you enjoyed that conversation on the Careers and Mental Health Conversations podcast. But Sally's often talking about this with, with various industry types, professionals in the industry. She does a lot of public speaking. We'll be putting out more content about that uh, throughout later this year and, and next year as well. So keep in, keep in touch with us via the website and reach out, reach out to us at info at careerdevelopmentcenter.com.au if you've got any more questions. Thank you, Sally. Thank you, Pat. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcentre.com.au.